Coming up, we have a horrific dining experience to share with you. Plus, we're going to do some other fun stuff. Maybe. Maybe not. From Universal Orlando Resort, this is the Universal Edition of The Dis Unplugged. This is episode 147 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And yeah, we've got a, another In the Park episode for you. Uh, we intended on doing it inside the studio, except we wanted to do a dining review. And then we realized... Something's happened. The Blues Brothers are coming out behind us. Uh, yeah, well, we were going to record in the studio. And at that point, we're like, well, unfortunately, we don't have anything happening. Uh, we haven't done our dining review yet at that point, so unfortunately we had to wait until we could get out here and uh, get in the parks to actually do one, and lucky for you guys, that means uh, it's another fun in the park episode, yeah. so I hope you will enjoy the great content we're about to deliver to you. Um, it's not going to be the best, but it is going to be scary. What's that mean? Well... You're just going to have to find out. So, for the first part of our show, we are going to have a special dining review. And you might ask, well, where are you going to eat at? If, you, uh, if you're familiar with Universal Orlando, I'm assuming you can already figure it out between the intro and where uh, we're standing. And for those of you that don't know, here's the dead giveaway now. Oh, your words! They're we so are <laughs> thank you very much. We are eating at the Universal Studios Classic Monsters Cafe here in Production Central. I have never eaten here. I have eaten here before once. And uh, it's the menu is it looks very plain and simple. It's very ribs, chicken, cheeseburgers, hot dogs. Yep. And very boring. Uh, very standard, uh, just right down the middle. So that's why I've only eaten here once and never came back. However, I love this restaurant, and you'll see once we get inside why I love it. It's amazingly themed. It's really, really well done. If only the food was as good inside as all the decor is, but we'll get there. I mean, maybe they've changed. Maybe they've upped their game. We don't know yet. We've got to go in and do that right now, yeah. so let's stop wasting time. Let's go ahead. Let's get in there, and let's eat at Universal Studios Classic Monster Cafe. So we're starting with the kind of boring one first. We went with the uh, the rotisserie chicken platter, which I believe is about twelve ninety nine, served with a half rotisserie chicken along with um, the uh, potato. The I forget what these are called. Um, why can I not remember them? Anyways, potatoes. You get the idea. And broccoli. So hmm. broccoli is broccoli. Um, I figured this would be kind of a good standard, this, it seems to me this is the standard fare here, like Harry Potter, that um, three broomsticks, this is the thing over there, only comes with corn, and, and then we had it at, um, when we did our review of the Thunderfalls Terrace at, in Jurassic Park, um, 
and it was okay there. So I figure we'll do like this is our base meal here at Universal. Mm. The potatoes were fine. It's just really cold. Um, I mean, that could be on us because we waited a few minutes before eating it, but. Chicken is also like it's alright. It's not, it's really kind of like. Let me try it again. Let me get a better piece. Get some skin in there like the inhumane person I am. Hmm. Okay. That second bite was better. I got I got a little piece under the edge there, but um, it's good. It's flavorful. Um, I think this is this is probably the the winner for the picky eaters here for sure. I mean, it's standard issue stuff on here, but or anybody that's trying to maybe eat a little bit less offensively than others or less offensively than our next number. But Craig, why don't you have a little bite dig in here? Let me know your thoughts on this. You know what? The chicken looks nice and sweaty. And I've always been a fan of sweaty chicken. Usually has uh, some some uh, reflection on the moistness of the chicken. I mean, the the wing just fell right apart there. I might as well start in there. Well, break open a little bad boy and uh huh. Mm. Yeah, that's actually. Uh, that's pretty good flavor. Yeah, it's seasoned really well, and uh, there's definitely like a little hint of smokiness in the flavor of the chicken, at least for the wing there, so off to a good start. I don't know like the most delicate way to eat this without just like going going right on it. So I'm just gonna take a huge chunk. God help me. I'm out in some like medieval movie where I'm just in the cable guy. Yeah, I feel like um, in when I took a big bite of that, I felt like in uh, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, when I believe Mary Merryweather is uh, singing man, the song. Did there you? was someone dying behind us. Uh, I felt yeah while he was singing the song and then <laughs> and the grease is just dripping out. <laughs> That's what that just tastes like. Um, no, that was actually really surprisingly good. Uh, it's, I'm not, I mean, I like rotisserie chicken as much as every other person out there. You know, it's, it's good flavors in there. It's seasoned well. That's, that's the best part of it. And, uh, you know, it, it's cooked perfectly. I can't, I can't really complain about it. It's, it's not what I would automatically jump to. Maybe if I wanted a, I wouldn't even say this for a healthier option because like, you can tell this was like buttered up or oiled up. I mean, Stinky. it's yeah, it doesn't. I don't feel healthy eating this, but I guess it is a lighter option. Uh, I'm gonna try one of the potatoes. Uh, same style potato, kind of like a roasted potato, just like we had at Thunder Falls Terrace. Uh, and overall, the flavor is very similar, but like you said, it is cold. 
and I'm actually not going to accept it because we took photos. We're eating this within minutes. This was, I mean, it was under the heat lamp. I don't, I just don't think it was really hot under there. Um, because the chicken has maintained its temperature perfectly, but the potatoes, I feel like they were just sitting under there way too long. So the flavor is good, but the temperature of them is not acceptable at all. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Broccoli is the same exact deal. Uh, it's just, you know, it's good flavor. Just like lightly seasoned and like it's not doused in butter or anything. Good thing is I like cold broccoli, so it doesn't bother me, but I'm pretty impressed with the chicken. So I'm very intrigued about our next burger, though. Uh, well, I just gave away what it is. Our next item, which is a specialty burger. So we're going to go and dig into that now. And I'm going to let you start with this, Rhino, because you're going to get messy. I see you sneaking French fries. The crinkle fries. The um, next item we got... Well, I shoved my face full of french fries. Uh, it's hard to resist crinkle fries. I feel like they're becoming more common these days, and I'm very okay with it because I love crinkle fries. I love bread. Um, we got the specialty smokehouse cheeseburger, which you can see here is served with this big fluffy bun. I'm not sure what type of bun it is. Standard issue, I think, but it's nice and fluffy. It's not your normal straight run of the mill cheeseburger bun. Nice and grilled in there. It's served, it's got coleslaw and, um, Pulled pork, and then you got yourself what looks like a cheddar cheese on there. I'm dropping pieces. Some lettuce. Uh, maybe there's a tomato nestled under. There is. There's a surprise tomato under this burger. He's hiding under there. Oh, and a picky. Little picky under there. Little pickle. Um, so this looks. I was kind of like, oh, there is like an intriguing item on the menu. I mean, I know coleslaw on a burger isn't groundbreaking or anything like that, but. I was something different than just burger and fries, so I just really need these crinkle fries. So I'm going to cut this in half. Like I'm George Costanza cutting a uh, Snickers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you order the burger, they don't really ask you how you want to cook, so it's just straight up, you know. Average theme park yeah. burger. Means it's going to be the uh, classic hockey puck burger, probably. Let me see if I can give you the side view. The old something. I forget what type of view this is called. Oh, she, she don't want to break apart. She don't want to break. Get out of there. Get out of there. The cross section. There we go. Oh, that is slimy. I'll just put it back together for you. If that doesn't look appetizing, I don't know what does. It's a lot bigger than I expected, the patty. Yeah. So I'm just going to dive in because it's kind of falling apart in my hand here, but it, it's very shiny right now. Oh, yeah, you're going balls deep on that. One of our best listeners. Okay. So... I'm going to use a word I don't like. It's very juicy. There's a lot of juices here. Um, In a good or a bad way? Like, is it juicy, messy, or like everything is flavorful and juicy? Juicy, messy. I do feel like... It's not not flavorful. I do feel like the pulled pork is missing like a really good barbecue sauce on it. It, it, 
kind of has that coloring where you're like, oh, it's going to be good. So the pork is tender. Um, it's not dry. I mean, there is there is a flavor, but it's not for as much as is on here. I'm not really getting the coleslaw doesn't have a very distinctive flavor. And uh, in fact, I'm actually going to get up and I have food stuck in my teeth, so um, I'm going to get up and see if there's barbecue sauce maybe to add on to this. And I think that might put it over the top. But I'd be interested to see your thoughts on the matter because I know you loved your you love your briskets and your pulled porks and your southern food. Maybe just a little more. I honestly think it suffers from having the standard issue um, theme park burger in the middle of it. That's, that's I think, the weird, kind of the bland taste I'm getting. So it's like overpowering the what could be a really good really good item here. But I'm going to let you, I'm going to set this down. I'm going to let you have a little bite now. Okay. Well, I picked it up and I was like, and then why is a tomato on the bottom <laughs> of the bun? <laughs> that gives you a really good look at the quality of this uh, hamburger patty there. Um, yeah, I just didn't pick it up properly. It's gray. It's a little uh, soggy on the bottom. <laughs> Excellente. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Juicy is the best way to describe even the look of this. Let's just dig in. Shiny and juicy. Yep. I have to uh, agree with your assessment upon the first bite. I feel like the classic crappy theme park burger actually overpowers the pulled pork. Which... The pulled pork on its own actually does have some flavor. And it's not just like smoked pork. There is some sauce on there. There's definitely some flavor. But the bland burger... As bland as it is, it overpowers that. I don't understand how that's happening. Uh, the cheese is very unnoticeable at all. Like, I, if we didn't know from reading the menu that there was cheddar on here, I wouldn't be able to tell you that there was cheddar cheese on here. It's, it's like the burger's like an old shoe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just made sure I got a big bite there with the coleslaw. And again, I expected something from that. And I got a little bit of the coleslaw flavor, but then it all goes back to this patty. I don't know what is on this hamburger patty, but it is just sucking the life out of <laughs> the, the tomatoes, the pickles, the pork, the cheese, the bun, everything. Uh... I would not... Yeah. I'll, I'll finish it all, and then I'll really think about it. But as of right now, this is an insult to specialty burgers. This, is, this isn't special. Not in any way, shape, or form. But like I said, I'll keep, I'll keep eating this. But we do have a surprise food item. One that I think is good that we can help uh, answer questions for maybe families out there with kids. Or uh, Steve Porter, in terms of... What other options are there on this menu that might be a little bit kid-friendly? And Rhino's the one who wanted to order this, so I'm going to let him talk about it. A surprise is a, a scoop of mac and cheese. I rhymed. 
Um, scooped by the best lunch lady scooper I've ever seen. Um, looks like it might be the baked kind of mac and cheese, but we did a side of this. It was like two ninety nine, two fifty. I, I think believe. it was like two eighty nine. Mm. That is terrible. <laughs> it's like very dry, very flavorless. In fact, it looks like you would think by the color of it, the yellow of it, the unnatural yellow of it, that it'd be very cheesy, but I can very distinctly taste the, like the noodles and the pasta, which are, which are cooked well, but it's all, it's all very flavorless, which might be great for like a kid or something like that, but you know how I solve this? I like to get my ketchup and my red peppers and mix it in there, but I'm going to let Craig try it naked. Actually, I'm going to make a little dish on the side in the, in the cover, but we'll, I'll let Craig tell you his assessment of this mac and cheese, too. You're just looking at it for a while, huh? It's jiggling. This sucks. I'll dip it in the ketchup, dip it in the pepper. Ooh, that's going to be a mistake. Dip it more in there. This is... Well, that was a great timing with the music cue. <laughs> um, I I know people are probably screaming at the screen. Why is Rhino adding ketchup to macaroni and cheese? But it's because you normally have it with a hot dog, and there's ketchup. And you, when you're a child, or you're taking care of a child, it's like hot dog. Macaroni and cheese, and they get a little ketchup on the plate. I think that's where this this thing comes from me. But I always like to add red pepper flakes to my mac and cheese whenever I make it. I just I like things with spice. I know it's probably not a normal thing, but if they serve pizza, they'll have red pepper flakes. I recommend you add it to stuff. Um, that at least gives it a little bit of flavor. So now it tastes like ketchup noodle, red pepper flake. So we're going to share our thoughts on the food now that we're finished uh, after in the complete outro of the video. But uh, as I kind of mentioned as we were standing outside the restaurant, the, the big appeal of Universal Studios Classic Monster Cafe isn't the food. I can now say that again with 100% truth behind that. It really is the theming inside. And there's just... I mean, I love this atmosphere. It's incredible. They're playing movie clips of all the classic monsters, uh, movies, and there's just, there's so many details all around. I'm not even talking about, like, the big posters on the wall and paintings and busts. I'm talking, like, just little hidden things that you have to really look for. So instead of trying to, like, list it all off, what we're going to do is we're actually going to take you on a little tour now around the restaurant, and we'll kind of point out stuff that we like along the way and I'm sure we're going to get a lot of weird looks from people if we're doing it uh, because well it is something very weird but we're going to we're going to still do it anyway so let's go take that tour we dined here in the Frankenstein portion of the restaurant so I'm going to start by pointing out one of my favorite things that Rhino didn't even notice right away or Rhino can point it out since he was sitting there I thought it was a cow what is it? Bride of Frankenstein's hairdo. Yeah. The lady, the lady Frankenstein. The neat little detail there. And 
so if you just look at the walls, I mean, there's there's lots and lots of stuff in here. Like, uh, there's a what's probably a fake script hanging off the wall, and a, and a Bride of Frankenstein painting that's just. I like the uh, electricity machine. What do you like? This guy. Oh, the the uh, there's a weird buzzing electricity machine. I'm sure you heard it all throughout the dining review portion. It's just one of those little little cool things that's in and around here, so a nice tribute to the Frankie man right up above a fireplace, which I absolutely love because he's my favorite. Why does he look like that? Why? Is that what it looks like when it's colored? Like colored in? I guess so. To help describe this to people listening, it's uh, it's not the typical green Frankenstein. It's like it's like a palette of colors. Like there's, I mean, it would essentially looks like the pieces of different bodies sewn together. I guess. Yeah, it's really brutal and disgusting. Interesting. Yeah, it's unique. I haven't seen something like that before. So yeah, we're still going past more more Frankenstein stuff that's in and around here. The bride and the monster together. More of those classic posters, as I said. But now we're uh, we're going to transition from Frankenstein here Dracula, into right? Dracula. I like like the cargo. These are like the crates he was transporting him, right? Is that what this is supposed to be? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely a theory. So I like this sweeping stairwell. Yeah, no, it's a nice little effect, a staircase effect in there. But yeah, there's the. The man himself, Mr. Uh, Bella Lugosi, just hanging up in here, a nice, nice little tribute. I also like, if you look up there, upside down. And a uh, Dracula's director's chair sitting up there. It's uh, just another little fun detail like everything else in here. So then, where are we at now, Rhino? Phantom of the Opera. Yep, so... It came out like that. There he is. And also, in this room, you have the Invisible Man. I'll get him up there. So... I like the chandelier. That's a nice touch behind Craig over here. Yeah. Looks like... The Mummy? Yeah, the mummy. So the mummy section is kind of the dominating uh, dominating feature in this room. So another director's chair with the mummy you'll find up on the wall. Oh, I like that. The Field Expedition Season 1921 British Museum sign in there. And then a nice big tribute to Emotep hanging right up on the wall there. That's very cool. What is it? They have these, like, replicas. They're obviously not the props, but it says burial ornaments from the tomb of Imhotep. Yeah, that's... That is very neat. I like it. So we got more movie posters hanging up here on the side. And now we are going to make our way into the other rooms. Rhino, can you figure out what room we're in now? Brooke Shields room. Oh, okay. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So, there's the creature, obviously. No wiener. What's that? No wiener. Oh, good to know. 
So this is just very subtle when you come around here, obviously. It, uh, there's the pictures hanging up around in here, and you got the flippers and a harpoon gun up there. But my favorite little detail is you just see this wooden wall here, and I'll see if I can uh, get a decent shot of it. For those of you who are watching, it's not listening, but right up there on there, you can faintly read Rita. No, that's, that is the ship from Creature of the Black Lagoon oh. in the lake, the Rita. So, it's a little detail to find when you're in there. We have uh, Wolfman, also represented in here, too. Not in a big enough section, in my opinion. I, I like would it more agree than that. that and then we're going to move in to the sci-fi portion of this, which... This is uh, in a mostly dark restaurant. If you're looking for a place to sit that's a little bit brighter, a little more open, this is probably your place to do it. Yeah. Would you agree with that assessment, Rhino? I would completely agree with that assessment. It's I, Actually, other than that bit of chaos we just encountered, it was mostly this was like the deserted part when I came over here earlier. Yeah, so I like these... Uh, I like the white suit people. I even like that on the, the decals on the windows. You were completely blacklit by them, but it's very spacey. And then, as you said, there's a whole bunch of ray guns on here. We'll keep moving through the restaurant and see what else is in and around here. Always look up. See a UFO up in the ceiling. You look up at the right place. And a nice little tarantula hanging up. Spooky. Yeah, this is a... Uh, it's a fun room. Oh, what? This one's creepy. It's got a side mouth. It's got a butt mouth. Yes, he does. That is a uh, straight-up butt mouth. That's <laughs> yeah, all... I'm afraid. Yeah, so... This is... Uh, this is the Universal Studios Classic Monsters Cafe. As a whole. Tarantula. So we've got all of the monsters represented and a little bit of space. So now we're going to take you back outside the restaurant. We're going to wrap up with our final thoughts. Wrapping up with our final thoughts, Rhino. Uh, it was a little bit of a mixed bag, baby. But it was... Um, I, I, I would give this place A++++ on that theming inside there. I think it just... It feels really cool. Um... I mean, even if you're not familiar with those classic movies or anything like that, it still is a really... There's a lot to look at in this restaurant, and I, I think it, it gets a lot of points on that. When it comes to the food, though, I still think Mel's is the worst we've had. Yeah, well, yeah, for I, sure. I don't think this this was great. I mean, the chicken was fine, though. It was unoffensive. Yeah. It was good. You know, it was, it was fine, fine. I don't want to say, like, great or good or whatever, but... But, so if, like, friends were like, we're grabbing a thing to hear, I'd, I'd kind of be like, the menu's really limited. It could it could definitely use an overhaul for the food, for sure. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I would probably... Everywhere Jeez, we Louise. go. Yeah. Everywhere we go. I think people just, like, purposely try to make as much noise as possible at all times. Just trying to always say, hey, we're here. Exactly. Um, I, I would give this place, like, a B, if we were going on that scale, because I'd give the, the food about, like, a C. And C, C minus. A yeah. C, C minus, and obviously the theming's getting 
a solid A, A+. As a classic Monsters fan, it, it's just a haven in there. It is, you know, it, uh, it is literally right up there with the best theming that you'll find anywhere in Universal. Honestly, they should it's, sell some of the Monsters merchandise in here because yeah. I, I, after, like, eating and being in there, I would have walked out and been like, ooh, I'd get, like, a shirt yeah. from here or something. Yeah, I absolutely love it in there. Again, the food doesn't live up to it, uh, but... You know, especially right now. The reason why we wanted to do this at this time was because we're obviously right about to hit Halloween in a couple weeks from now. So we're right in that Halloween spirit. Uh, it's just perfect for that right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, overall, it's not like a avoid at all costs like Mel's, but it's also not going to be the best experience ever. Definitely, though, stop by and take a look inside so that way you can see all the theming. Yeah, because for sure. it is just I think amazing. It's definitely worth worth yeah. a walk around in there for yeah. sure. I don't want to be repetitive on that, but you have to see it in person to really understand how cool it is. So that is it for uh, our experience at Universal Studios Classic Monsters Cafe. But before we wrap up, we want to keep with the monsters theme. So we're actually going to head over to the Universal Horror Makeup Show. And we're going to check in on that because it's been quite a while since I've done it. It's been probably about a year or so. And I want to just see uh, see if the show still holds up from our feelings from last time. So we're going to continue along with that and we're going to do a little mini review of that show. So let's go do it. We have about 10 more minutes until the next show. So I'll just do a, a brief look here around the lobby so this is um this is one of those places that if you really do enjoy these movies any universal horror movies for that matter this is where you want to go because they just detail the history of classic monsters and modern day horror like really really well all the props and visuals inside are great favorite personal wall in here with memorabilia is the one that's with the uh, express and uh, accessible seating because it goes over Creature from the Black Lagoon. It goes over Psycho. A lot of Psycho stuff, which I feel like should be better represented, but you know, sadly enough it's not. And then there is also a little section on that, right? The Munsters. Didn't know the Munsters was actually filmed on the Universal Studios Hollywood lot. So that is, it, it's nice that they were able to fit them in, in here as well, too. So definitely stop, stop in and check out some of this memorabilia if you do, do care about all this classic stuff. Of course, it's not just about the Universal Classic Monsters. Here you can also look at some props and photos and such from Halloween Horror Nights including Jack the Clown, which I really love. Currently, right now, they're representing the mummy in here, which, Rhino, how'd you feel about the mummy Oh, again? it's the best mummy movie there is. It's not okay. great. I, I love Tom Cruise. Everybody knows how I feel about Tom Cruise, how I feels about Tom Cruise, but um, it's not great, Yeah, sadly. But the props are cool, yeah. to say the least. My favorite scary movie makeup thing they have in here is over here. Okay. It's right here. Who's that? Um, from Stanley Kubrick's The Grinch. What? That's who directed it, right? Yeah, sure. 
Why not? Uh, I'm just kidding. I almost went to school to do this stuff, you know? I do know. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I love this. I love seeing this stuff. I love how they have the masks on display from the Grinch, um, which I do love the Grinch. Yeah. Um, you got some uh, You got some stuff from The Thing. You see? Which I like. Legend. The very one and only Tim Curry's bust down here as the devil. Yeah. So, definitely a cool one. As you mentioned, they do have the Grinch in here, but right below the Grinch, you will find one of my favorite horror movies ever. An American Werewolf in London. Rhino is a bigger fan of American Werewolf in Paris. We can forgive him for that, though. If you could only see. Yeah. That was the song used in the marketing for that movie. It's sad how much I know that movie. There you go. So we also have a little child's play. There's Chucky. Right next to him is Michael Myers. Of course, Rhino talked about the Mummy movie he doesn't like, but he's happy that they do have a prop from his favorite Mummy movie. I do love that Mummy. The Brian Frazier Mummy movie. You love it a lot. And, uh, it's a great movie. Nice Velociraptor here. And then you can also find some Jaws still represented here, which I love. So, overall... You cannot go wrong walking around inside. That's cool stuff. Very creepy yeah, stuff. Very creepy, but the show's even creepier, so why don't we head inside? Real human hair. Yes, yes. Where do you get it? 
from kids from Massachusetts. Visual effects, CGI. Uh, Hands to your side. We'll turn this on. It should be fun. thing I can say about the Universal Horror Makeup Show, and that is that the pre-show lobby area is amazing. Yeah. You get to just study props, like we showed you and talked about some of the cool ones in there that you can see, and then you get to the show. It's hard because the, the, the lobby area is very, like, genuine and a celebration of movies and is serious, you know, and then you get into the show and... It's not that it shows that it's funny that bothers me. It's just kind of like there's there's very little factual information about how they make. Yeah. It's like one of those things they lure you in as this being something how they make movies, and then it's kind of just a joke. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a cliff notes of uh, uh, movie makeup effects, and you know what? It I, I will say it, it. There's multiple factors that play into how entertaining it is because I I have been in there before when it's been like really excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I thought our hosts both did great jobs obviously we didn't show you the full show it's it's like a 20 minute show we just gave you like the the three big highlights essentially of it but uh you know when the hosts are on and they're really good it's actually it can be very entertaining yeah this was an uh, awkward chemistry today for yeah sure. yeah but uh and then on top of that when the audience is getting into it it's actually a lot easier if everyone's laughing having a good time it's really easy to just kind of get get into that mode and our, our audience was pretty pretty good but it, it was kind of that awkward chemistry that rhino just mentioned that it zaps your energy a little bit yeah it starts to happen it's just yelling. on and off and then there was some moments where the audience was kind of like chiming in and yeah like, you know, there was a girl who was like yelling out the bits of the joke before they happened and i was like i yeah. get it you've seen it before yeah so that <laughs> that made things very awkward as well too but Guy you know, called her out. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did call her out. But you know what? It's it's still an original Universal Studios Florida attraction. So, and I will say they added in stuff about the new Mummy movie. Like that's the that's and when they talk about, they're like, you might have seen this movie. Yeah. Here's how they did the effects in this movie. Yeah, uh, I know that they added that a couple months ago, uh, along what when when the movie that? came out. They did the remake of the Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. That's right. Which I thought. 
because, you know, that was kind of going on for a long time. And that movie wasn't good when it came out. So the fact that they were still promoting it years later, that never sat right with me. Uh, Regardless of your thoughts on this Mummy movie, I feel like as long as they keep updating that bit, along with whatever new Dark Universe movies coming out, at least that makes it relevant. Yeah. Uh, The the fact is, it's just not going to be for everyone. So, but I still recommend giving it a shot whenever you can, because when you can, not whenever you can. For sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So. Uh, that's that's been our classic monster day here, though. So, uh, you know, we had the the monster cafe followed by a little horror makeup show. So, and now things are kind of starting to transition. Uh, next hour or so here, it's going to be time for Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Uh, and we may be at that tonight, but that's not this show. That's another show for another time, or no show at all. That's just what it is. And there's a kid in a hole behind us. Yeah. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we, <laughs> I don't know why. Why is this happening right now? Uh, so, of course... Why wouldn't you just wait two I, minutes? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. So There's literally another one of these caves up yeah, the street. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to walk away right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right there with nobody. Yeah. That was really awkward and uncomfortable. So, like most of the situations that we get ourselves into. So, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, If you need any more information on this show or any of the other shows, of course, disunplugged.com. Make sure, if you're watching this on YouTube, that you're subscribed and you're leaving comments and thumbs up. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I apologize. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be back in the studio again one day and we'll do a proper show for you very soon. I would be curious, if you are listening to us on iTunes, sorry, I know your arm's killing you. That you leave us some feedback about the, how do you feel about these yeah. episodes specifically, you know, versus yeah. the other ones. I'm just curious. Yes, please, absolutely do that. You can do that by emailing us, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. And yeah, so subscribe, rate, and review us, all that good stuff. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We do this because we love you and we hope you love us too. Wow, that sounded really egotistical. <laughs> I apologize for that, but we do love you. Thank you so much again. And we will see you next week for another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember no resolutions. Bye.